Constant Downpour Remastered is a retro sci-fi survival hex crawl where players traverse through a near hopeless environment that slowly whittles away their sanity. Made for use with the Mothership RPG with original soundtrack by Blake Suarez taking inspiration from 80s Moog and Roland JD8 synthesizers and inspirations from Metroid Prime, Stranger Things, and classic side-scrollers all darkened to the theme of Constant Downpour. Funding this November 15th through December 8th. Published by Spicy Tuna RPG. Don't miss it. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined today by, well, just a zine. Uh, uh, and, and my loyal army of patrons. Well, let me start with the zine real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a zine that's really neat. Tannic, I really enjoyed it. It's by Amanda P. But before I get there, I want to talk about our Patreon real quick. Oh, we could really use support. Go over to Patreon. I want to thank the folks who have been backing us and supporting us. Chris Minnell, Shannon McMaster, Creature Curation, Reverend Rogue, Marco Serrano. Sid T. Vicious, Jacob Campos, Philip Reed, Peter Skangs, James Knight, Huffa, Jim Hall, Kyle Maxwell, Michael Ruiz, Cameron Shanton, Roy Starks, Todd, Robbie Fioto, Mike T., and Richard Ruane. I want to thank all of you for all of the support that you've given us. It really means a great deal to me, and it's very helpful uh, keeping this going. Now... If you enjoy the podcast, go on over there. Uh, give us some support if you can. Really appreciate it. We've been trying to be a little more active on the Discord. We got a little uh, Discord that's associated with it. And we've been trying, I'm trying to upload a few more specific special things just for the patrons over there. And it's Zine Thursday. So here I go. Tannic, a point crawl adventure for use with Cairn. Designed for use with old-school essentials. Both some pretty solid systems that I suggest. I think I might run this with Karen if I run it. And I think I might run this. I might either A, run this as a one-shot for Karen, or B, run it on my Castles and Crusades night where we're at. I've got a perfect place to puzzle this in. And throw it in there before they reach the big city they're heading to. I might run it really soon. <laughs> so, Tannic was written and designed by Amanda P. Edited by Yohai Gal. And Symbolic City. Now, Amanda also does the uh, the the art in here as well. She's, she's a pretty wonderful artist. And what you can expect is... Um, I'm trying to think of how to describe this adventure. I, I, I'm, I'm going to address one thing about this. There's, there's a few moments in here that I really appreciate. You see, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not a villain or nothing, but I may be a criminal. Now, uh, you know, not all criminals are villains, and most villains aren't criminals whatsoever, <laughs> and that's just the fact of history. <laughs> and I see a few little, little points in this here where I feel that I can kind of make that point and illustrate that. So uh, going forward, what you get is a little sort of hex crawl slash point crawl 
And it's set in this, this town, Tannic, or nearby this town. So you're going to kind of start there. And close to the town, they're having a sort of, of, of like midsummer style festival of sorts that the town is kind of known for. It starts off, it gives you some NPCs. The whole story is that there are three young folk who have vanished into the woods. They kind of took off into the woods. Now, by the way, this is spoiler heavy, spoiler heavy, everybody. If you don't want spoilers and you know your DM is going to be running this, do not listen. I'm sorry, Amanda, but I spoiled I spoiled your module for people. <laughs> so it starts off, these three folks take off, and it gives you some of the NPCs as the, the, the young folk and then some of the adults that are associated with them, as well as some of the others that you will run into later on. And spoiler, some of the others are not alive anymore. There's something neat that happens throughout this where you get this speak to undead spell different ways. So you're going to hear the, the or speak to the dead, like hear the undead, not speak, but like hear undead or hear the dead or the undead or whatnot. And you're, you're going to hear the voices of the dead talking to you throughout it, which I feel I can really do a lot with in game and have some fun with. And it gives you some seeds to do that with like little, little uh, things for them to say at different points. But I could really ham that up in game and have some fun with it. Also, the way that these NPCs are laid out, you get some stats in the back of the book, stat blocks for both Karen and Old School Essentials. So, so there's that, which is useful. But at the front, it really goes into some interesting descriptions of, of the NPCs. You get their appearance, but you also get like kind of an idea what their voices are like, like, like uh, the village elder Hans. Is a charming and musical voice. And then it gives you the drive of the character. Drive is his love for his village. And, and, it, and it goes into like his relationships with others. He's one of the parents of the missing, the missing young folks. And it tells you how to stat them according to, you know, as a as a first level fighter or, or one of the characters' stat as a first level of a cleric and so on and so forth. And it really kind of gives you a lot, I feel, to work with in understanding what a character is, at least in the way that I role play a character. I feel that I can really run with this a lot more than the information that a lot of books gives me to run a character. It kind of paints an illustration of how this character would act and I would interact with. And I appreciate that. It's not the normal way that I see PCs or NPCs, I mean, uh, statted up or described, but it is a really effective way to describe NPCs, I feel, in all of these. One of these here I really appreciate. And, and this is going back to my uh, criminals and villains. <laughs> there is a uh, a ghost of a, of a, of some some person who is, is jo jovial and snarky, but also uh, his drive is profit and entrepreneurship. So he's a, this is a, uh, this is a, a business ghost, which I would have a lot of fun running, lampooning and whatnot. Then it gives you the different points throughout the crawl, the different, so the, it gives you some descriptions of the village. And much like the NPCs are described, it's a very flavorful description for all these places as well. It starts off with a really good, good intro that I feel that I could read to the players as they're approaching a sleepy village on the edge of the forest and sea, buzzes with activity as people of modest means flock to town each summer for seaside sun and respite. 
Then it tells you a little bit about the appearance and gives good descriptions of the village. Instead of trying to map the village out like building by building, which I feel sometimes isn't that useful in running it. <laughs> it gives you things that you can know about, like what the, what the village is known for, the local industries, uh, kind of a demeanor of the populace and stuff like that, their attitudes towards others and so on and so forth, enough to really work with this well and be able to bring this to life in game. It moves on to the festival grounds, because I told you there's this great festival that this village is known for, this sort of, I I, I don't remember if it gave it an exact name, I'm, I'm saying it's midsummerish. Uh Let's see what the, the description says here. Approaching the festival grounds, you smell the pugn pugnant aroma of fried fish skewers and freshly baked hand pies. Barker's Encourage passerbys to play, eat, and be merry while children giggle at a puppet performance. And it kind of gives you the appearance. It also gives you smells to work with. Uh, talks about the security that's there, the different folks who are vacationing there, how they how they might be, what sort of people you will run into. And then there's different types of merchants. And later on, it gives you some random tables, which we'll go into because there's some fun stuff in those random tables. Then there's D10 Festival Encounters. Now, here's one of my favorites. The youth is pocketing sweets and shiny things at the shop stalls. Guards appear to have noticed and are beginning to approach the youth rushes over to the adventurers yelling, my parents, there you are. <laughs> I know that I am using this in game because I know my group and I know the response to authority figures and how they might respond to something like this and how they feel about a situation like this. And they may be a bunch of criminals too. <laughs> so I'd be very entertained watching how my game group responds to some of these things like that. And, and I'm definitely, definitely, definitely bringing that into game. <laughs> but there's some good ones here for the festival encounters. Now, this suggests that you can run it as a one-shot or two sessions. I feel that I could easily play this out into three or four sessions if I'd like. I think I'll try, if I do run it, to keep it at a two-session limit. Might let it bleed over to a third because there's a lot of really fun encounters in here that they can run. I don't think I'm going to random roll on these encounters, though. They can roll randomly on the encounters if you'd like. But I think I'm just going to pull them out as I see fit and play the ones that I'm especially interested in playing and get those out there and interacting with the players through those and if I have to hold a few back because of time, I will. But there's a lot in here I'd like to see how they respond to. Then there's the, it fleshes out the Tannic Forest. Again, it, it gives wonderful descriptions to the forest. There's a campsite uh, and, and the other locations throughout. Now, now uh, there's a big story here I haven't even touched on. Um, I, I might just want to go to the beginning and kind of like breeze over some of the story. But there is a... Uh, a, a, a royal family, uh, powerful aristocracy that once lived here, and 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 they were the one. One of them was buried alive in this tomb that was sunken under, and his undead self is unresting, and that has a lot to do with what happened to the three missing children. I guess you'll have to pick it up and play through it to find out. I won't give that spoiler away. Maybe I will before the end of the program. <laughs> before the end of the episode, <laughs> who knows? So. 
the forest encounters, there's some good ones here. I'm going to say that most of the combat you're going to run into are in some of the encounters in the surrounding area. The dungeon itself isn't a combat-heavy dungeon. If your group is into that kind of thing, you might want to pull out some random tables for the dungeon, depending on who your group is. Now, there is some interesting encounters there. Um, there's an interesting ways to play it. Some of the forest encounters may be related. Like there's, there's, I'll tell you ahead of time. There's, there is a feller here that's related to what's in the dungeon. He gives them a ring that you can summon him with. I think you have to put the ring at fire or something along those lines. So pay attention to that because it gives you another way to deal with the end goal here besides just fighting what's there. There's a lot, I mean, outside of a few of the spider, giant spiders and, and, and stuff like that, there's some interesting stuff. There's this group of bandits, this wealthy-looking, very clean, posh, bougie uh, highwayman or brigands, which I would, again, I'm leaning into being my criminal villain thing. I'm going to... I'm going to pull some of that out there when I get that and kind of make express some of this uh, <laughs> this idea through those encounters and have some fun with it. Uh, and then there's the there's this nice dichotomy because because you get to the 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 bog witch and the bog witch is the friendly, nice, good one that you want to interact with. And she's she seems like she's a, she would have a uh, have you could be some fun encounters with her as well. Oh. There is also a lizard person, warrior poet. So if you have some good poetry around, there's a there's a nice little a little thing going on there to deal with that kind of a you get your choice of answering a riddle or fighting type thing and uh, and whatnot. Then you get to the bog tomb. Now the bog tomb is pretty cool looking. Um, again, it's not a big combat heavy dungeon. There's a whole lot of stuff in there. There's a few things in there to explore. Like you can explore it all. It, it's it's it, since it's in the bog, like there's water and damp, slick slick stones. You can have some fun with, and and, and there's some uh, some other things that you can work with here. I'm making it an, an exciting adventure and a good little dungeon crawl. Um, I like this dungeon. There's some fun stuff in there, but depending on which group I'm running this dungeon with, I may, like I said, have to pull out a monster manual to spice it up. Now, I think my C&C group might be one that may not need that extra monster manual to get things going for them. They can kind of go with this as it is. And when you reach the final, um, when you reach the uh, Prince Sebastian, who is the aristocrat that has been dead for a while, who is haunting and, and it's your one to deal with. I think there's a lot of really good ways that they're kind of laid out that you can respond to Prince Sebastian with and go back and and it, and it gives you, like I said, in that NPC area, it kind of describes what those NPCs motivations are and stuff like that in certain ways that you can use that very well to get around this instead of just going straight into a fight. And I always, always love that. When it comes to an adventure, I like for players to take different approaches besides just combat because rolling dice back and forth, like I've said a million times, is not always the most interesting thing for me. So that's Tannic. You can pick this up on Exalted Funeral. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check that out. Um, I believe that you can also pick up a PDF of this on on itch.io and i'll make i'll check and, and if that's the case i'll make sure i put a link to her itch.io in there as well if you just want to pick up the pdf 
If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. And like I said, we could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.